Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 246 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thanks for hanging out here with me and my guest, of course. Hey, speaking of my guest, my guest today is Mr. Zach Van Camp from Van Camp Design Co. out of Denver, Colorado. During this episode, we talk about his first ever design job. It was a ski resort and what that meant to him. We talk about how he actually selected journalism as his original major. He then shares with us the sort of farm and seed, seed-related and rural kind of logos that he first started noticing as sort of the first bit of design out there in the world. We also get into the struggle with you know, self-promotion, promoting yourself, the, the challenge that comes along with that. We also talk about his first real freelance client and what happened with that client. And then we talk about the weed-based project that he was a part of and why he is so proud of it. That and so much more in this episode, a fantastic conversation with an incredible creative. So let's get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Mr. Zach Van Camp. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Zach, welcome to the Quickie Podcast. How are you, sir? Good to be here. Thanks, Dave. Hey, I'm glad we can make this work. I think we've been going back and forth for a number of months now, and finally the like the the stars align to make this happen. Oh, <laughs> love it! Uh, well, before we get rolling and get too excited here, are you even ready for a quickie, Zach? Oh yeah, <laughs> had a boy. I believe that. I'll believe that one. Um, so I'm going to start by kicking it over to you. Briefly, tell the listeners about yourself. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Zach. I am from Colorado, currently live in Denver, um, kind of bounced around all over the state as a kid in the mountains, um, went to a state school, worked for a ski resort as my first design job, kind of like into the agency life after that. And nice. for the last three years, I've been working for myself, um, which has been awesome and hard and all the things, but um, got a beautiful wife and a five and a half month old son. Awesome. Yeah. That'll keep things busy around the house. Indeed. It sounds like, you know, you know a little bit about that, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I got three kids. So definitely out of that age range you know, further on. But I remember those days we had three kids under the age of four at one point and it was ma- <laughs> madness, pure madness. Tell me it gets easier, Dave. It, yeah, yeah, Zach, it totally, <laughs> is, <laughs> totally gets easier, but <laughs> no, he's awesome. It's fun. Yeah, definitely, it makes it fun for sure. Um, so, other than you know the the massive rewards of working for yourself, I would think that like the ski resort design job for a guy that I think loves skiing in the outdoors, like that'd be like a dream job, wouldn't it? It was on all accounts, except for the paycheck. But yeah. I mean, but that's fine. Um, it was a it was a great place to cut my teeth. Um, 
you know, I graduated in 2008 mm-hmm. to date myself. So, um, right into the financial crisis there. Um, so, you know, any job was a good job and especially a job where I got to slash some pal. Um, it was, it was so fun. I got to wear all the hats. There was an internal marketing department at Copper Mountain here in Colorado and, um, you know, a team of like 10 and everyone really got to do everything. It was rad. That's cool. Yeah. It builds that like team mentality when everybody's just cranking and hustling and doing things to keep things to rocking, right? Yeah. Awesome. So I want to hear a little bit more of this story and we'll start by kicking it back to childhood here. Zach, I want to hear about your childhood. What was that like? Do you feel that you had a creative childhood that sort of steered you in this career path? Yeah, it's kind of funny looking back and I'm sure you, you know, probably start to recognize some like pretty common themes in this department. Um, but you know, when I was a kid, pencils, you paint sketchbooks were always like the gift, um, that I cherished most. And there were a few, you know, key people who encouraged that, um, my parents as well. But, um, but yeah, you know, that was always awesome there. It it was encouraged. Um, when I was about three, I came home from the zoo and drew a lion and it's a lion. I mean, it's like a weird stylized lion, but um, my mom still has that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cool. Um, and so, you know, from then on, I think it was encouraged, um, as a, passion, not necessarily as a career, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we can get into that more, but, um, but yeah, I was, uh, in Conifer at that time, which is a small mountain town, like an hour out of Denver. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe way more depending on the snow. Um, but you know, in the mountains definitely had to be creative to, to have fun. The, you know, the woods were my backyard and we didn't have TV. So, um, you know, all we really did was rent movies and, um, books from the library and then just like dig around in the woods and dig holes and forts and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but then, uh, you know, my parents got a a computer Mm -hmm. when I was like, Oh God, dating myself again. But my parents got a computer, um, when I was, I don't know, like eight or something, And I just remember like digging through every single folder and file and, you know, what it came with. And I remember I found the clip art and like, that was so interesting. I used to draw all my favorite ones. And then, um, actually oddly enough, it also came with a Weezer music video. That Um, is odd. (laughs) Also awesome. Also awesome. (laughs) Um, it's the music video for Buddy Holly. I was literally going to say it's gotta be Buddy Holly. It is. And they're on the happy days set, like the old show. It's so weird. So I had no idea what I was watching or looking at. Um, but then from there, like, you know, burning CDs, now we're in CDs. We're past, you know, those days, but, um, you know, burning CDs and decorating those CDs based off like the original artwork. Cause I'm oh, sure I, cool. I'm sure I downloaded them on Napster or something or, LimeWire, whatever those things were. And then, uh, so that really, I think was a a good crash course in type and color and composition. Um, but again, I never thought it was living. 
Yeah. So you're just kind of doing this as a passion and hobby on the side. And, you know, that's the interesting distinction that, that a lot of parents like to make is that, um, you know, yeah, you guys do that as a hobby. That's great. I really support that. Yeah, keep yourself about, quiet yeah, for a few about, hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how about this college over here about some other things, you know? Right. And so, I think that that's really driven because my parents are tradespeople. My dad's an electrician. Yes. Um, you know, and art is like so ambiguous it can be so many things and i think you know what people just what i used to think of was like you know just this eccentric painter you know um just whipping up some canvases and making money after you die um that was kind of my whole understanding um and and honestly i'm sure that comes from you know what i was sort of hearing Mm -hmm. um from them you know a little bit uh, and really, so, if you if you don't have a family member that is yeah. like in that area, that is a graphic designer, that is a you know reasonably successful artist, it's hard for for parents especially to really make that connection and pursue that. And I think to add to that, having other family members that even work for themselves, um, yes, you know, as opposed to. a a bigger corporation or like a government Mm -hmm. entity or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to be an independent artist is a big step away from all of that. So you got this creative thing going on as a kid, you've got this really cool creative hobbies and and getting into that kind of stuff. What is the moment where design becomes real to you? What is that moment? Was it a, a, a certain teacher? Was it a guidance counselor? Who, Who was it that really said, this is the direction for you. Yeah. Um, actually so funny you asked that because I took like one of those career tests in high school mm-hmm. and it said I should be a farmer, city <laughs> planner or graphic designer. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting category. That one. I think there are similarities. Um, but of course high school Zach was just like, Pfft what is this stupid test now? I'm not going to listen to that. (laughs) Um, uh, So I went to a state school, Northern Colorado. And Mm -hmm. um, in that moment where I had to like pick a major in, you know, as a freshman in orientation, I just kind of panicked and um, chose journalism. Like, Oh my God. Um, And then through some mutual connections, just, you know, friends in the dorms and, and all that. Um, I met my friend Ali, who was who was in the art school. Yeah. Um, a year later, I lived with him, and I started doing projects with him, just that he was doing in his foundations classes, mm-hmm. because I thought they were awesome and way more interesting than what I was being assigned. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was uh, actually is an art educator as well as a designer. So, That's I mean, cool. education is definitely like in his blood, but he saw it. And he was like, dude, this is better than a lot of kids in my class. Like if, you know, if you were doing this project in my class, it would be, it would be rap. So I went and talked, this is probably like, you know, halfway or at the end of my second year. And I went and talked to the, um, you know, program director in the art school and was like, mm-hmm. is this even possible to, to move and graduate in four years? And, um, and he just so happened to be, amazing as well. His name is Mark Fikevich, a big 
shout out. I used to call him at home afterwards, <laughs> um, you know, in the thick of things, just, it was a small program. Yeah. Um, but so really it was, you know, a combo of him and my, my roommate who pushed me. And then, um, and then it's just, you know, amazing, like how you're doing something you actually care about and kind of yeah, takes care of itself. For sure. And the transformation of that, you know, you're ticking along for journalism for what you said, two years that you're like ticking off the journalism yeah, boxes. Yeah. And, and you-, the, you know, I went to a pretty like, um, liberal arts school. So it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of had to do all this like gen ed stuff before you could go to the major. So I wasn't that far behind, but, um, but yeah, just, I mean, retrospectively kind of felt like a, you know, <laughs> waste of money a little bit like those first <laughs> few years uh, aside from the relationships and the the life skills it was an investment to find out which direction you should go hey it worked it worked out <laughs> so during this journey zach what it, or is i should say is there anything that stands out to you as the most influential design of your life so far the first logo or the first something that you saw and, and has just stuck with you since hmm. um you know, Greeley is a farm town. It's a, like the big, um, we always used to joke that UNC is a lot like Hogwarts because like if Hogwarts was like in the middle of a city, because it didn't seem like the rest of the city knew that we were there. Like that there's this liberal <laughs> arts college in the middle of this like super blue collar mm-hmm. um, farm country. Um, and so I think you know, there's definitely some vintage Americana, like, um, just utilitarian, like Mm -hmm. signage, farm equipment, seed stuff, tools, packaging, um, that was like my first, you know, which is kind of Swiss in nature, but like my first, like real, um, thing I could point to and be like, that's good design. Um, no, I could totally see that. Yeah. But in, I just, I love that that stuff is so simple. It's so like boiled down. It's so reproducible in print or anything, but it still has heart and personality. Yep. Um, and a lot of that, you know, that's a super delicate balance to achieve, which I've always thought is really cool. Yeah, actually, the interview that just went up this week for the Quickie Podcast with Chris Logsdon, um, he has this bit that he talks about in the episode where he's fascinated with train, like big truck logos and train logos. And, you know, exactly like what you're saying and how you're describing them, it's very similar in the fact that a lot of them are just large format on the giants, like on the side of a train as the thing's cruising past, yet it's impactful. It delivers the message and it's got this like clean aesthetic, but feeling to it. Yeah. So it's really cool. I mean, and when was that designed? Like in the sixties, in the (laughs) forties, like I, I mean, that's kind of what I, in a perfect world would hope for that. Like someone could see something I designed in a hundred years and be like, awesome. What is that? (laughs) Damn. That looks like a Van Camp. (laughs) (laughs) um so zach who are some of the designers and brands that you look up to and currently follow yeah i think back then it was like the uh the og guys you know dita roms and then you learn about pentagram and then like idea magazine in japan and and all that stuff but you know now um 
with Dribble and Instagram, it's just like opened up so wide. Um, you know, I think in terms of, you know, timelessness and like old masters, like I consider like uh, Shermeyer, Gizmar, Hadiv, you know, or uh, Haviv, sorry, combine those two. Um, but then like Lincoln Design Company, um, there's that whole crew in Austin that kills it. Um, Alana Lyons, Drew Lackin, Laura Dickens, Keith Davis, um, in Atlanta, Scott Fuller, uh, in California, the Hood Sisters, Josh Emmerich used to be in Colorado, Tad Camp Carpenter in California, in, uh, in Kansas City. I mean, Young Jerks in New York, like it never ends. There's just uh-huh. so much talent out there. Um, and those are, you know, that's a short list, Steve Wolf of like, you know, people I really look up to. Yeah, 100%. Some great names there. Um, a few that I've actually had the privilege of interviewing and, you know, the oh, same, nice. kind of, same kind of feeling, same same good stuff comes from them um, and sharing their journey. So, you know, it's it's nice to see that connection and the 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 impact and um, what's the right word that I'm looking for here, you know, influence that they can have on on other designers that are coming up and learning and, and building and um, all of those kind of pieces. Who have you talked to? Just curious so I can rewind and... Yeah, the Hood Sisters, uh, Dan from Lincoln, Tad, Scott, I've chatted with Scott Fuller. Um, yep. Off of that list, those are the ones that I've connected with and, and had the opportunity to talk to. So definitely Thanks. rewind and check out those episodes. Will do. Some of them are early, uh, early quickie podcast days. So give me a little grace there. <laughs> Always. <laughs> awesome. Well, before I get into some of the tough questions here, Zach, I wanted to pull up your Instagram and just pick two or three posts that you've made that really stand out to me. Um, yeah, and I want to hear a little story behind them. So let me just add it to the video feed here. Okay. Let's get scrolling. Ooh, that's a gem. Maybe I can, I can ask that one. Where do I take this one, Zach? Where do I take this one? Okay. This one stands out to me. Let's get into this. Weed. Cannabis. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you want to know? Is this just, is this a client project? Is this a, just a mock-up? Is this something you just created? Um, tell me what went into above. this. Yeah. Um, it's all the above. So it, it is a client, it was a client project um, for something called Pharmacy Health out okay. with an F out of um, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, sometimes I collaborate with um, these guys, SS Studio. Okay. In, in Pennsylvania. Uh, really fun to work with them. Um, they've wrote me in on a cool few, a few cool projects. And, um, you know, you have that moment when you're sketching and you like make yourself laugh. Like it, it is that aha moment, but I don't know why. Like I always laugh, like actually out loud, um, when this happens, but you know, I was just drawing the weed logo and, or the weed leaf in yeah. a very like abstract way and, uh, you know, very simple lines and realized that there's a, the plus sign um right Felt there like right there inside and i was like yeah ah you know in denver at least there's the the green um cross just you know everywhere <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing in denver where, where it's like the healthcare the healthcare symbol with the cross but yeah it's green it's all yeah it's green uh, that's also i didn't know that about denver yeah yeah <laughs> it's everywhere nice so i like how you sort of integrated that and that became the actual logo um, you know, they kind of stalled out on with SS. We ended up, you know, providing a bunch of different directions for them. Yeah. And I think the 
you know, I'm not, that one I was kind of a hired gun for, um, just for the design, not like necessarily me client facing, but, um, I'm not, I'm not really sure where that one landed. Yeah. But you got your portion done. Yeah, for sure. And was proud of it. So I posted it cause I think it's cool. And, you know, I, I really do like working in the, in the weed world. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's just so much, you know, that's just like open space to play. And there's like not a lot that's been, I mean, obviously there is a lot that's been done at this point, but it's still relatively new. And, um, and I think that a lot of times, like with these weed startups, like if you can imagine they might be a little bit, you know, stoned. So the, um, I don't think like there, there's a lot happening in that space, but not a lot of good design. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, that's, they're, they're getting to this age in that industry where good design is starting to become mandatory. Yeah. Cause and, in the beginning, everything was all like pot leaves. Like you got to have the leaf. Otherwise, how are they going to know? How are right. they going to know? Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't even like abstract or creative leaves. It was just literally a line drawing or illustration of a pot leaf and everything had to have it. And there was like a, you know, the token one that everyone downloaded from, yes. from like the same stock website. Like, That's it. That's what we yeah, do. Exactly. <laughs> what does it need? Some papyrus probably. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into this one. I think this is really cool. Cool. Uh, this is for my friend in uh, Harlem. He's a, he's a hip hop artist, um, goes by quotes. Sweet. And um, he's working on a new record and you know he's been kind of making music for better part of 10 years and um and he's really wanted to to relaunch for this new record that he's producing um and you know he came to me to try to he showed me some of the stuff that's been done in the past and it was a little heavy-handed it was a little um literal and uh just too much for, for a good identity, you know, like what, nothing was simple or distinctive or it might've been appropriate, but those are kind of my criteria, um, from Haviv. But yeah, so, and that's this, what you're looking at right now is sort of a, um, B sides, you know, from the rest of the deck, but I thought it was cool to put the double, um, Q inside of itself. Um, also make it look like a, a speech bubble, um, headphones in this case, the general circle shape of it works well for like a record. Um, he was, he was pumped about this and actually there's, I don't know if it's the next post or there is another post, um, that has another alternate direction. Oh, it's that smiley face, like dead center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one was kind of a fun, different direction for it too, that I was just proud of it. So I wanted to put it up. Chains. Chains. (laughs) that's so cool and creative you know especially when you have a relationship with the artist and you're able to you know have that level of communication where you know it it just feels a little bit closer rather than that client you know boundary thing yeah i mean it definitely started as a client and and now he's a friend i think that's one of the i'm just gonna like plow right ahead on your questions but it's like one of the biggest things i've really learned is talk first you know (laughs) you cannot dive into something because if you don't understand what where they're coming from or what they need you're not gonna hit it you know and design is about solving problems not about like 
just doing something cool. Um, I, I think it should be cool, but if it doesn't, you know, hit those, check those boxes, it's not going to work. So I think it's through that process, you know, mood boards and questionnaires and phone calls that, that we really did align and both the options, you know, he wrote like a, a cool um, testimonial for me, but um, he was, he couldn't decide, you know, and that's a fun place to be. Yeah, definitely. When you, when they got such great options, they're just like, man, this is so hard to choose. Love it. Okay, Zach, I got to do it. We got to get into some tough stuff. Got to get tough into stuff. the hard questions. And then, Are they, um, uh-oh. yeah, hopefully you saw those. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, before I get into some of the tough stuff, I wanted to say that one of the quotes that, um, one of the quotes from quotes um, that we just looked at, that rising like yeast till I make some dough. I freaking love that. Yeah, it's one of his lyrics. I thought it was super cool. You know, he sent me the new the new music that hasn't really released yet. And I've yeah. I pulled that out. Um for anyone following along, you go a few slides in and I kind of crafted a way for um for him to like use those pull quotes, like either of his own lyrics or you yeah. know, artists that he admires um yeah. as social currency. Um been doing i i came from my last agency was um pretty much primarily social media and experiential stuff and so mm-hmm. uh as much as i you know wanted to shift gears on that i can't forget you know everything that i learned there and now i just think that way so provided mm-hmm. that for him and you know he was stoked on having in a pretty like effective or impactful but easy you know social quote treatment to use Definitely. Oh, it looks good. So first tough question. Let's get into it, Zach. What has been the most challenging period of time in your career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? <laughs> um, so like we kind of talked about, I think finding it in the first place was a yeah. little bit of dumb luck and so thankful mm-hmm. that I was able to fall just ass backwards into it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think I've had, this is, <laughs> I said before, but I'm, I'm sure you get this a lot. Like I've had some, some agency woes, um, and it sounds maybe conceited, but I don't mean it this way, but like, you know, I got into it cause I love design, but at this, at, in the agency setting, like you'll get promoted if you're good at what you do. And Mm -hmm. eventually you'll manage people and you'll be flying around the country pitching stuff. Well, at least before COVID and you won't be making stuff anymore and you'll be burnt out. (laughs) Um, So, you know, doesn't sound like, it sounds like you're familiar with that story. So I'm not going to spend too much time there, but. No, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your experience with it, but it's definitely not uncommon to have, you know, somebody who loves making stuff and is really good at design to really have a tough time with that promotion to the next level where they're sort of one step removed from the actual creation of it. And they're more directing and they are like going around and pitching stuff and things like that. Like some people love that and eat that stuff up and and it's definitely for them. But for true graphic designers who truly enjoy the craft of creating, and that's like their peak, like they love that so much, that move to being removed from that a little bit can be super challenging. Yeah. And I think, you know, fully uh, admit that that was my 
bad too by not you know doing what i needed to do mm-hmm. to to be like sane and stable and happy mm-hmm. um but it was just a grind and um so when you say you know like how did you get through it i didn't i quit <laughs> <laughs> um and i gave them three months of notice and um helped them find a replacement and then mm-hmm. went on a two-month euro trip with my wife but um but yeah i mean it's it is really rough and i think like i learned that um you know the jump for more money more responsibility doesn't always it's not always worth it and um thankful to to know that now even though it's a hard lesson yeah definitely and that's sort of the big um you know the big props that i that i always suggest to people is you know yes the money could be nice Yes, the responsibility or the the clout that could be nice, yeah. but will you really be happy? And you know, taking less money but being happier phew, trumps more money and misery all day long. No doubt. I mean, you're literally going to live longer. <laughs> <laughs> you literally will live longer. <laughs> yeah, by being happier. So, hundred I mean, percent. Unless you get hit by a bus, but. Yeah, not no, it's, in the, it's not science. in the plan. Yeah, exactly. Not planning on being hit by a bus. No. So I want to get a little bit more specific with this next one, Zach. Tell me about yeah. a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well, went off the rails, something mm-hmm. happened. Um, what was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Yeah, sure. Um, which one? <laughs> That's where no. you come in, man. Uh, you get to pick. Yeah, yeah I mean, so I think my, my example here is, is right after I left that agency, mm-hmm. went out on my own, got a first, you know, solid client, um, who really did value design. Um, and they're like, they're an industrial design company. So outdoor furniture and stuff like that. Um, really cool guys. Um, I was so excited uh went really hard to deliver for them and um they were really happy and then they changed their name due to legality stuff so it went from a four letter word which is like the holy grail of you know a logo to two you know 15 plus character total uh Mm -hmm. words and that's like just when the train starts to go off the tracks um (laughs) so yeah we got this clever name but we're gonna change it to edward's playhouse furniture zone (laughs) (laughs) it's like right (laughs) yeah yeah it's like the locale zone 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 um yeah so they're designers themselves like i mentioned Mm -hmm. so you know kind of a tread carefully yes uh sign for the future um or anyone listening and and all that means is just you really gotta ask a lot of questions you gotta get inside their heads and then i think the hardest part about this particular situation was that the two partners co-partners didn't really agree on what we were trying to do um and so danger yeah um yeah i was listening to a (laughs) um one of your previous episodes and i think the hook was that there were like 
40 rounds of options or something. Yeah, 40 options. Um, holy hell. <laughs> so it wasn't, wasn't that bad, but, um, but we did go around and around and around until, I mean, there's no one's ever going to be happy. Um, and at the end they wanted to just like cut off my hands and just, you know, design through them, mm-hmm. um, instead of really having any input from an expert. Um, mm-hmm. so I think like establishing clear, um, parameters, you know, from a scope perspective and mm-hmm. then objectives from like, you know, you having goals. Um, and then it's definitely partly my fault. Um, you know, I wish I had been a little cooler, calmer about it all because as, as much as you can't take it personally, like I was pretty invested and, um, at least time-wise, um, if not, you know, and there, I was more invested in that, but just on the basis of time alone, I had already like really bent backwards. Um, and so, you know, that's frustrating when you've really done like what you consider to be good work and, and just none of it's landing. Um, that was hard. Uh, they ended up, you know, going a different direction and, um, but it was a, it was a huge learning experience, um, for me to really start at square one and not just jump in. Nope. hundred percent. That totally makes sense. And and that balance, especially when the clients are designers, like you, yeah. you, you said it right, where you need to be like the communication needs to be rock solid leading up to that. Just so everybody has a very clear understanding of the boundaries. Yeah. Right. And, but, you know, always make sure you're speaking with like key stakeholders um, yeah. or, um, you know, who's going to be like the final decision maker. Is it, is it just going to go in front of both of them and then they don't agree. And then it's somehow your fault, you know, and that's, (laughs) it was a tough situation. Um, but it's all good. And that was early in freelance career. That was not that long ago. Um, that was like my first project going out on my own three years ago. So I've, you know, I've freelanced off and on my whole time doing agency stuff. Um, but that was, I think I mentioned that one because, it was a higher stakes project. It was a really cool project um, that didn't work out. And that's like why it's a a bummer to me. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I can see that, man, especially like early, like getting those kind of gut punches early when you make, when you go full-time freelance like that, it, it causes like, what did that cause mentally for you? Are you second guessing your choice then? Are you wondering like, right. maybe you should just go get a job again? Yeah. I mean, I'm really glad I stuck it out. There's always that, um, imposter syndrome, self doubt that creeps in. Oh yeah. So you have All to from, too familiar your, with that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, you, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about there. Yeah. Um, you know, positive self-talk is a hell of a drug. Yep. All right, Zach. So let's get real with today. What is something you're struggling with in your design career right now? Yeah. Um, so I wrote down a few things here. I'll just kind of skip around and see what you want to sink your teeth into. Um, so I think, you know, maybe this is industry wide, but really quantifying the value of design, um, for my, my peeps, um, so that I can charge more. So, um, so for example, you know, redoing a website and then watching the analytics to prove that like people stay on the site longer, bounce less, 
mm-hmm. you know, take action more. Those are, you know, if you have just like a few of those little tidbits in your, in your, you know, pitch, I think, you know, it's going to quantify that a lot better for someone who doesn't necessarily value design. Yeah. Um, so always working on, you know, thinking of ways that I can do that. Um, you know, working for myself, I am the designer, but I'm also the account manager and the project manager and the finance guy. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that's, that's always tough, but, um, uh, so where do you stand? So I'm going to pause you on that one. Cause I want to, yeah, I want to hover sure. in on that one just a little bit here. Um, sure. so, you know, being the account manager and having to, you know, do the accounting and all the other kind of stuff, where do you stand with like the sales of the business? Because at some point, like things get quiet and then you're wondering what's next. Like, what do you do for sales? Do you lean into referrals from your past customers and look for those? Do you, are you cold calling? Are you like, how are you finding new, new business? Yeah. Great question. Um, that I think, you know, I, everyone's probably going to have a different, different answer on. Um, for sure. My wife is a real estate agent and, mm-hmm. um, she's probably been doing it for 10 years now and yep. is 100% referral based. Yep. Um, she has, you know, taught me a lot in terms of, um, client management and how to stay top of mind and, yep. um, you know, just that like the relationship is the important thing. It's, it's really not, um, you know, it's, of course it's about the work, uh, the, the good work makes the relationship stronger, but, um, you know, nothing happens without the good work, but it's really the relationship that matters. Um, yeah. cause people move and change jobs all the time. And, you know, it's pretty cool if they, if you can like grow with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so so right now my business is, um, hundred percent referral based, um, very little, um, you know, cold calling or, or trying to sell something to someone who doesn't want it. Um, thankful for that. Um, you know, I do a shockingly poor amount of marketing, um, <laughs> kind of the cobbler's son deal, but even my own website is like, I mean, I'm so embarrassed, but it's like seven years old. My Instagram is kind of where I'm putting the focus right now, just because I am busy. And so, um, you know, redoing the entire site is, is more of like a summer project when everyone goes on vacation. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the goal at least this year. Yeah, that is the classic though with with graphic graphic designers. They you know have the the least amount of design out in the world for themselves. You know, marketing agencies like they're always doing work for other clients. Like doing their own marketing is always something that is is hard to do, hard to come by. Yeah, it always takes a backseat, especially when you're you know kind of burnt out of staring at your screen all day. Um, So only in the last year did I really revamp like my own identity, mm-hmm. um, social, social presence, um, which was, uh, really about time, but really fun to do as well. Put some time behind and that's, you know, the, the greater project of tackling the, the portfolio again. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's cool to see that logo get into logo lounge and, um, which I think is how we connected. Um, so that was just one of them that got in, yeah. but, yeah. I mean, it's, it, you really have to make time for it. Almost treat yourself like you're another client. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to, and, and put that time aside to really focus on it. But 
therein lies the challenge. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Definitely. All right, let me turn this bus around, Zach. I want you now to tell me about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of, something that just makes your heart sing. Oh, my heart. Um, yeah, so last year, um, worked on pre-COVID, uh, worked on a project for um, something called Bud Fest in Bellingham. Uh, Washington groovy more weed stuff um but again like it's kind of what I mentioned like they really just let me play go wild have fun with it Mm -hmm. and um I was hired uh by this agency called Blue Dream who's kind of connected to Gondrepreneur um and they just let me go it was so fun um that a piece of that got into Logo Lounge um one of the hood sisters, uh, I used one of their fonts, Beal. And okay. so, you know, and so I, I tagged them in something and, you know, she commented, one of the hood sisters commented on it, that Sweet. it reminded her of like Woodstock meets, um, Shermeyer, Gizmar, Aviv, you know, something like that. And that was just like, you know, speaking to heart singing, that is like, you know, music to my ears. It's like some of my heroes, like I mentioned, and, um, mm-hmm. just, yeah, it was one of those weird projects where you, you're working on it and you sort of like levitate or like leave the planet for a little while. Just, you just wonder how some of that happened, but <laughs> yes. there's like files on my computer, like, you know, yeah. sketches in my notebook that yeah. does somebody um, else do these. How did this happen? This work is really good. It doesn't look like mine at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and right around then um, I was reading um, big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's okay. most famous for writing eat, pray, love, but she has this incredible book, um, all about like creativity. Actually, she has an incredible Ted talk too. Um, and that I highly recommend both. Um, she has this, I actually keep this quote, um, from that book, like on this bulletin board behind me. Um, but I'll just read really quick. It's, it's cool. So she says, dearest fear, creativity and I are about to go on a road trip. I understand that you'll be joining us, but because you always do, I acknowledge that you believe you have an important job and you take that job seriously. <laughs> it, um, so she's like addressing fear basically yeah. um, on this road. So she's like, you're not allowed to navigate. You're not allowed to touch the radio sit in the back and like we're, cause we're going on a journey and you can come, but like, you can't do anything, sit on your yeah. hands and like look out the window. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and you're definitely forbidden to drive. So, um, so I thought that was cool. And I've kind of like almost, you know, like read that before the start of a, a new project, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get my head right. Cause you know, it worked that one time. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Keep rolling with it. If it worked. I love that. I'm going to look up that quote and make a, I'm going to get myself a copy. It's actually quite long. So I did um, just totally skip through it, um, <laughs> but I, I can't recommend that book enough. Um, what was the book called? Just remind me. Big magic, big magic. Okay. So she kind of examines how different cultures throughout history have had a relationship with creativity. Um, and she does talk about that in her TED talk a little bit, but she says that, um, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's like the Romans. I'm pretty sure it's the Romans. They used to not call people geniuses, but that you would be visited 
by a genius. And when you're visited by a genius, you have to run across, you know, the field back home to your desk and like let the lightning shoot out of your fingertips. Um, that it's not, it, it's more about showing up and doing the work yeah. for that genius to find you. Yeah. Um, she even has this like amazing story of how she, um, you know, just like greeted, but like kissed another, um, you know, politely like kissed another author who then wrote the book that she was thinking about writing. So she thinks that like her genius was like transferred through that kiss to another <laughs> author nice. because it is like one-to-one the exact same book she was working on, but just never could find the time for and the genius always wants that work to be made real mm-hmm. in the world and it'll find an artist to do it. That's so cool. Like oh, that. getting weird. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Well, Zach, um, you've reached the end of the show here and it's time for the ask it forward question, my friend. This is where I have a question for you from my last guest and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So first up, my previous guest was Don Clark from Invisible Creature, and he wanted to ask you, if you weren't an artist or designer or illustrator, what would you be doing? Oh, man. It's a classic question, but I absolutely love it. Oh, it is such a good question. And I've known so many creatives with like completely different, um, you know, abilities. Yeah. Like one gal I went to school with was also a math major. And I was like, what? Oh, Who wow. are you? That's crazy. It's not my brain. But um, so I just, before you answer, I just want to remind you um, that somebody did tell you in your life, a farmer, a city planner, <laughs> or a graphic designer, Zach. <laughs> oh God. I don't want to be any of those things. Um, yeah, really. But I think, you know, one other you know, thing that I really truly love and mm-hmm. could gravitate towards. Um, I took a lot of uh, like biology and zoology classes. Um, and I really love, you know, uh, I love animals and, and all that in nature. And I think that, and I don't think there's much money in that either, but, um, but I think, you know, I could picture myself like studying something off, off of, I don't know <laughs> from a boat in the middle of nature, you know, kind of, I like that. You know, I've often uh, seen um, those ships that are out there like tagging great white sharks and orca whales and stuff just to like track migration and things like that. Um, I'm like, that would be kind of cool. I do think that's super cool. And there is like this intersection of, you know, science and technology there, which is really interesting to me. I love mm-hmm. photography and, you know, uh, always kind of loved new tech stuff. So I think that's kind of a cool intersection that I'd be excited about. That's cool. I dig that. Damn, Don, that was a tough one. (laughs) Nailed it. Um, Zach, what's your ask it forward question, my friend? Oh, I thought of like a bunch of hard questions like Don's, but my, I'm going to just give someone a lob is my, what I decided. Um, what's your favorite hot sauce? Whoa. Maybe it's not that, a that Maybe it's is, a trick. <laughs> Maybe everyone will a, judge you so harsh. Yeah, that's a quickie podcast first. Yes. This I suspect this to be a controversial question. 
Good. Should be. Okay. Do you want to weigh in? Oh, I, <laughs> okay. So first let me preface this. Yeah. I am not a major hot sauce fan. Like I like a little bit of spice, but I'm not the kind of person who's going to like, Oh, I'm sweating. This is right where I want to be. Like, I like definitely not that, but there is this one hot sauce that is so flavorful that I almost have a hard time calling it a hot sauce, but it is. Um, oh my gosh. It's, I got I have to do a quick little Google here to make sure I get yeah. it right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to see a picture of it. Okay, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Valentina. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Valentina. Let me uh, let me hit you up in the in the messages here with just a screenshot of this. Oh no, I know it. It's kind of you know like what? thick. Like it's got like it's almost like a flower base to it or something. Yeah, it's really like unique. a roux. Yeah. Yeah, I can see definitely. Yeah, it's not a like you know when you get like Frank's just for reference, like when you shake that out, like it's kind of pooling no, on the vi- plate. That's vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. Valentina just like sits in a nice little dollop. Okay, I'm gonna change my answer. I also love cooking, so um maybe I'd be a chef instead. I like that. See, that's that would be one of my things. I love yeah. see, I love cooking when I don't have to cook. Right. Right. But now yeah, yeah. with three kids, I feel like, that. I'm the chef of the house. So when it's like the, the dredge of cooking dinner every single night, um, you know, to feed the family, it kind of gets stale. And, you know, how many times can you make a meal and try and like put a little bit of something in it? And they just go, dad, I don't like this. This is gross. Right. Like, if yes. you're trying to, you know, just feed hungry children yeah. quickly. Yeah. That's, there's not a lot of, there's less art to that. Yeah. It's like the restaurant chef who just like wants to make, make something new. And then right. three nights out of five people are throwing it back into the kitchen saying it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can you take that <laughs> by the right. toughest critics ever? Kids are the toughest critics ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that yet. Yeah, you know, because you're really like, no, but he luckily eats everything we've been giving him. So, yeah, Um, and he actually likes, um, like squash and sweet potatoes more than he likes like pears and applesauce. I'm like, what? Who are you? No, Zach, it's health, baby. I I once enjoyed that phase as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Well, good answer. I think that's that's a good um, foundation to set for the next guest. Perfect. I love it. Zach, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Quickie Podcast. It's been awesome getting to know you more. Thanks for having me. All right. That is the end of today's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And what a controversial ask it forward question. What is your favorite hot sauce? In your opinion, the best hot sauce? I want to know. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week.